Hello, beautiful. Welcome to another episode of Empower Radio. My name is Bianca Scalise. I am your host, and today we'll be diving into the three pillars to sustainable results. These are the three need-to-know things, things we must master to make sure that we not only see results in the short term, but we're able to keep them a year down the line, three years down the line, five years down. So people train for a lot of different reasons, right? The outcome that I'm talking about today, the result is being lean and strong. I'm not talking about becoming a jacked gym bro. I'm not talking about dropping 10 pounds in 10 days that you're going to regain in a week and feel horrible about. And I'm not talking about shrinking down to the skinniest version of you possible and being skinny fat. I'm talking about the three pillars to long-term results. Those results being leaning out and getting strong AF. If you're listening, um, I think that you and I have something in common. We have this common goal to lean out and tone up. So when we talk about leaning out, we're talking about seeing the fat layer or the adipose tissue layer going down, disappearing, becoming more minimal. And then we're talking about toning up. We are referring to seeing muscle through, um, through our body. We're talking about seeing those shadows and those cuts that we typically think of as sexy, shapely. I think of the booty, you know, the cuts on, on the quads and the shoulders toning up. So if that sounds like your jam, here are the three pillars. But before we dive into those, we must understand something very important. So I'm going to pull up a visual now. And if you're watching on, um, or if you're listening, you can go ahead and go to YouTube and we post all of the podcasts there with the visuals we're talking about. Otherwise it's totally cool. I'm going to describe this. So you'll totally understand what we're talking about, but if you ever want to go see the visuals or just watch the podcast, you can head over to YouTube. All right. So pulling up now what's called the total daily energy expenditure. That is a total mouthful. So we're going to refer to that as T-D-E-E, total daily energy expenditure. So what this is, it's a visual that allows us to understand where the calories we're burning are coming from. Okay. So this is like a typical day. How many calories are we burning from exercise? What percentage of calories are we burning from digesting food, et cetera? So this is typically pretty shocking to people. And honestly, the first time that I learned it, I was shook. I was like, what are you serious? I, I thought that I had to sweat out all of my calories and that was going to help me lean out. No, this is not how it works. So let's dive into this. You can see that the majority of the calories that we burn in a day is from something called resting metabolic rate or RMR for short. So resting metabolic rate is essentially the calories that we are burning at rest. Yes. I'm talking about when we are sleeping, when we're just chilling, when we're watching TV, we are burning calories. Why? Because our body has so many things that it's doing at any given time, even when we're not thinking about it, think about breathing, circulating blood, our organs functioning, blinking our eyes, resting metabolic rate. I like to think of as our body's cost of doing business, right? It has to be there because all of these things need to happen in our body to be able to support us. And those processes demand energy. And we know that calories are just units of energy. Okay. So stay with me here. I know that we're getting into a little bit of 
kind of sciencey stuff, but it's important that we understand these things so that we can proceed forward in the best way, right? When we know better, we do better. So now you know that 50 to 70%, the majority of the calories you burn in the day are coming from resting metabolic rate, just your body's cost of doing business. We're going to refer to this later. So remember that. All right. The second most, um, impactful way that our body burns calories or the second biggest kind of factor is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So another mouthful, but we can refer to that as NEAT. And what does that mean? Well, five to 20% of the calories we burn in a day comes from non-exercise activity, such as taking a walk, standing rather than sitting down. <clears throat> if you're a person that talks with their hands, moving your arms, right? Grabbing my, my cup of tea to bring it up to my face to have a drink. The activity that we do in the day that's not necessarily exercise related, right? We, we have to walk from our car to our workplace or the car to the grocery store, et cetera. So non-exercise activity, how active you're being throughout the day um, is the second biggest way that we burn calories in our day. All right. Third biggest way is the thermic effective food or TEF. So the thermic effective food really simply is our cost of processing food. When we eat food, we obviously need to break it down in the system. We have to um, break it down so that our body can use it. And that digestive process and the cost of um, processing food is going to account for about 10 to 15% of the calories that we burn in a day. And lastly, the tiniest percentage of calories we burn in a day goes to exercise at five to 15%. Okay. This is so counterintuitive. Most people think, oh, I just have to exercise more, burn more calories, track, you know, hitting 500 calories on my Fitbit, um, during my, my workout or my run, and then I'm going to lose weight. And it's just not the most effective route to fat loss and typically not the most sustainable one either. So now, you know, more than 90% of people know about their body, you know, more about the way that your body expends calories or brings calories out of the system than more people have any idea of. So that's huge. Congratulations. All right, let's move on. Now that you understand that we can talk about this a little bit more in depth and really get into these three pillars of sustainable change. All right. Number one, nutrition, not a surprise, right? We know that the food that we consume is important to our results. Let's talk a little bit about why and some common pitfalls that people fall into when it comes to nutrition. Okay. So the common question with food and also water is how much do I eat, right? How much should I eat to be able to get to this goal that I want to get to? Well, now you're going to learn something else that most people don't know. And it's the energy equation. This one's really simple. It's just energy in versus energy out. So if you want to lean out our energy out, the calories that we're burning needs to be greater or more than the energy coming in. That makes sense, right? Because if you're burning more calories, those calories have to come from somewhere. So the body uses its excess adipose tissue or fat, and it starts to break that down for energy. And then we lean out. Okay. Now, when people think about this, they go wrong by saying, okay, great. Now I know that, you know, I have to make energy in less than energy out. 
So I'm going to start like just eating clean, right? I eat just no processed foods. I eat just like a head of lettuce, only salads. And the issue with this is that it's not sustainable. No matter how much willpower you think you have, Oreos, cinnamon rolls, pop tarts, all of these things, chips, they're delicious. And we can't get away from that. (laughs) And um, we really truly can't totally avoid these things because they are woven into the fabric of our culture. We celebrate around food when there is a birthday, we have cake. Um, You know, this is just, it's standard, it's normal. And so we have to learn to work with these foods rather than against them. We need to learn how to integrate them peacefully and, and healthfully into our life. Um, where people go wrong is in, in a second place is I all exercise the willpower that it takes just to like eat less and less, right? I'll distract myself and I'll eat just as little as possible. You know, people do this with disguising it as like fasting. Well, I'm just not going to eat until, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, then I'll see my results. Um, people also do this by doing really extreme diets like juice cleanses, um, any diets where they have to cut out just like all carbs or anything like this. Eating as little as possible is absolutely not sustainable. Your body is going to get pissed. (laughs) Your body is going to retaliate at one point or another. And it's not about willpower. It's not about discipline. It's about the fact that your body needs nutrients must have them to be able to support itself, not regardless of body composition, it needs these things for proper function, right? So your eyes get the vitamins that they need. Your skin gets the vitamins and mineral minerals that it needs. So the body is going to retaliate and the hunger cues are going to get bigger and bigger until they're unignorable. And we finally hit that wall, right? We finally hit fuck it. And we just eat all of the chips while we're watching TV. And then, you know, lots of things come along with that. But those are two common pitfalls that people fall into eating quote unquote clean only. And, um, also relying on quote unquote willpower to eat as little as possible and massively restrict. All right. Moving on to the second pillar training. And before I move on, I want to let you know that we're going to dive into each one of these pillars more in depth in future episodes. But for now, I really want to give you a bird's eye view, total well-rounded understanding of what it's going to take to slowly shift our lifestyle in a way that supports the results that we want to see. Okay. Number two, there's no quick fix. All right. Number two, training, training, is important. Exercise is another word for this exercise or working out is important. Of course, we all know this, but how should we be working out? There's so much stuff out there. That's like, Oh, you need to do hit workouts or you need to do strength training, or you need to do CrossFit or orange theory or F 45. There are a million of things, a million of these methods, P 90 X and everybody that does the different ones swears by them, right? So what are we actually trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? What's the most effective way to exercise? Well, this is dependent on what your goal is, but since we are all talking about the common goal of leaning out and toning up or leaning out, seeing fat go down and, um, seeing that muscular tissue being able to shine through, we can assume that 
the best way for us to train is in a way that allows us to build lean muscle. Okay. So when we build muscle, it does a few very important things for us, but I know that some people listening, their alarm bells are going off and saying, Bianca, but if I train to build muscle and I lift really heavy, aren't I just going to blow up into a gym bro and get just jacked and giant? The answer to that is absolutely no. This is a myth. It is a myth that if you go to the gym and you lift heavy day after day, you are going to become just this giant gym bro that's flexing himself in the mirror, uh, kissing his massive biceps. It's just not the case. So what, what does the gym bro have to do to obtain this massive physique that he has? Well, number one, he has to train hard. Number two, he has to eat in an energy surplus, meaning he has to actually bring more calories in than he is expending calories in has to be greater than calories out for him. That's the opposite equation of what we need to do to see our results. Right. For most of us that are looking to lean out. Um, And the last thing here is that males have naturally higher testosterone than females, which contributes to their ability to build muscle in the way that you're seeing them build muscle in it. It's, it's harder for females to be able to build muscle at the rate that a dude would also last, last note is that the really, really giant guys that you're seeing are probably on some sort of performance enhancing drugs. They have to be injecting themselves with something to get this massive. Okay. So I want to put your mind at ease. You're not going to blow up. All right. Now that we've gotten that taken care of, let's move on. Muscle is important. Very obviously for health reasons, as you get older, you want more muscle. You want to be stronger. You want to be able to bring yourself from sitting down in a chair to standing up, um, getting off of the toilet. Um, you want to be able to, you know, be able to withstand, uh, some sort of minor, minor little falls or, or things that might happen. Muscle is going to help us with that. And training is going to help us with that. Um, but aside from that, because I know sometimes we're in the mindset where it's like, I really don't care about my health right now. I just want to see a result. Muscle is incredibly important for your result as well. In terms of the physical changes you want to see, muscle is going to provide your body shape. If we just lose fat or if we, if we just lose weight, We're going to see ourselves getting smaller and smaller, but we're going to see the shape that was there from the adipose tissue going away. So if you want to see shape in your body, if you want, you know, your shoulders to be, to, to be present, if you want your, your glutes to be there, if you want some sort of shape in your body, we need to be working on building muscle. The more muscle you have, this is the last point that I'm really, I really hope you take home. The more muscle we have on our body, the more calories that you are going to burn at rest. This is like a cheat code (laughs) to, this is a cheat code to, um, seeing your result and allowing that result to be sustainable. The more muscle that you have and build on your body, the more calories you're going to burn at rest. That means when you're sleeping, when you are typing on your computer, you're going to be burning more calories at rest because the body has to use energy or calories to maintain that muscle. So think back to resting metabolic rate, something we can do to increase resting metabolic rate and really be at the higher end of how many calories we're burning in a day just from being at rest is increasing our muscle mass. This is huge. 
So imagine having to eat more in your day so that you can maintain your booty. Like, isn't that exciting? <laughs> All of a sudden you have this flexibility, like, oh, I can eat that donut. Oh, I can, you know, have those chips. Oh, I can, you know, go out and, and have a fun dinner that I'm not even thinking about what I'm eating. Um, it's awesome. So this is very, very important. Muscle is incredibly important for your long-term results and the flexibility that you create within your body and your metabolism so that you don't get your results and then lose them, which is what most people do because they haven't gotten their results in a way their body agrees with and is healthy. Okay, cool. So now we've talked about, um, quite a few points when it comes to training. We just have a couple more. When it comes to exercise or training, we think about, okay, what exercises should we do? We're going to talk more in depth in a future podcast episode, but just to touch on it, we need our exercise to be well-rounded, well-rounded in terms of building strength in different parts of the body, but also specific to your interests. This is important because if you're doing a workout plan where you're like, why am I trying to make my pecs gigantic? If that's not your goal, maybe for you, you're more motivated by you know, uh, increasing the size of your glutes, glute gains, or maybe for you, you're really excited by being able to do a pull-up, right? These are things that we can program specific exercises for in a specific way so that you can be working towards those goals. Okay. Lastly, and hopefully something that will be really helpful for you is the key to good training is what is called progressive overload. So say that with me, progressive overload. You're going to learn what progressive overload is, if you don't already know, in the next 10 seconds, and it's gonna be really easy. So let me ask you a question. If you went to the gym every day and you lifted the same 10 pound dumbbell every single day, do you think that you'd get stronger by the end of the year? Probably not, right? You'd get strong enough to be able to lift that 10 pound dumbbell, but you're not all of a sudden gonna magically have what it takes to lift the 60 pounds. So progressive overload is actually really intuitive. This is the concept that we're talking about. We have to push. We have to give our body more stimulus. We can't keep just lifting the same 10 pound dumbbell. And that stimulus that we give our body, yes, it's in the form of the weight that we're moving, but it also can be in the form of the number of repetitions that we're doing or the amount of volume or overall sets that we're doing. So your body needs more stimulus so it can adapt and get stronger. Your body says, oh, she's never really asked us to do this before. All hands on deck. We need to be able to build what it takes to move this weight and do, and do this stuff that she's asking us to do. So our body adapts, it gets stronger and it builds lean muscle. Sweet. So now you know what progressive overload is. You know that progressive overload is the absolute key to a good training plan. That's awesome. You know, more than most people about their body. You cannot go changing your workouts every other week then, right? If you want your body to gain more stimulus so that it can adapt and get stronger and build lean muscle, we need to give our body time to progress in the same lifts. So the first two weeks, a little fun fact, first two weeks, of a new exercise or an exercise that you're not super comfortable with. It's just your body learning how to do the movement. Well, right. It's learning how to be proficient in the form, holding that form, 
and really feeling stable in the mechanics of the movement. Then sometime after that two week period is when the body has the potential to really be challenged in terms of the muscle. So moral of the story here is get on a good plan from somebody who knows what they're doing when it comes to programming and also cares about and factors in your specific goals so that you're motivated and excited by your exercise plan. All right, cool. Last pillar, my beautiful friends is drum roll lifestyle. So now, you know, the three pillars, number one is nutrition. Number two is training. And number three is lifestyle. So when it comes to lifestyle, there are many things that we could touch on here, future podcast episodes, we will, but there are three major points that I'd like to chat about when it comes to a lifestyle that's going to support your long-term results. Number one is non-exercise activity. So how active are you in your everyday life or lifestyle? A way that we can measure this is using a step goal. And that is why you probably hear so many people talking about like, how many steps did you get? Do you have a step goal? It's important because it's a way for us to say, okay, cool. This is the non-exercise activity that we did today. And we can measure that based on yesterday, based on tomorrow and create some consistency there for us. And of course we know that, you know, steps or taking small relaxed walks is great for us mentally and emotionally just to like clear the space, but it's also great for us in terms of creating that non-exercise activity that we need to be able to expend more calories. If you are looking to lean out. All right. So step goal is one part of lifestyle. Second part of lifestyle is going to be sleep. I can't not mention sleep when it comes to getting results because most people mistakenly think that they are creating their result and building lean muscle in the gym. That is not the truth. We are not building muscle in the gym or building strength in the gym. What we're doing is we're actually doing the opposite. We are kind of breaking down the body. We're creating these micro tears, right? We are kind of beating ourselves up a little bit. And then we create the adaptation. We create the muscle. Once we rest, we have to rest so that our body can then put us back together in a way that is even better than before, even stronger, even more capable than before. So sleep and Proper rest is just incredibly important for you to be able to see your goals. If we're not adequately sleeping, we're going to start fighting ourselves. That is when it's us fighting us because we're doing the work of, you know, pushing it in the gym and hitting our nutrition goal, but we're not seeing that our body is able to recover adequately. So we're not reaping the rewards. Okay. Third piece of lifestyle that I'll chat about here is mindset. Do not underestimate the power of your mind, my friends. The placebo effect is very real. We have so much more power in our minds than we typically give ourselves credit for. So adopting a growth mindset is central to being able to get results and see results long-term. Why? Because there's going to be obstacles on your path. There, there will undoubtedly be obstacles that come up in your fitness journey. 
And we know that this fitness journey is so much more than physical. It is a mental, emotional journey. Sometimes it feels like a mind game. Sometimes it feels like a battle and inevitably there's going to be obstacles. So when we see these obstacles, do we crumble in front of them? Do we ask the question, why? Like, why is this happening? Why can't this be easier? Or do we see that obstacle? Do we feel that obstacle? It might be a feeling. And then do we confront it and say, hmm, what can I learn from this? And how can I grow? If we have that mindset, we are going to use every single obstacle, negative emotion, day that we really don't want to go to the gym and we're going back and forth in our head about it. We're going to use every single situation as an opportunity to grow rather than an opportunity to give up. All right. So those three components to lifestyle is what I'll go over today. So now, you know, the three pillars to being able to not only get a result, but keep your results. If you put so much hard work and effort in, you should be able to keep that right? So for these three pillars, you need a plan. Every single one of these things, we need some sort of guiding map. So a plan for nutrition, a good plan for training and a good plan for lifestyle. Once you have those three things, you are more than halfway there, but you can have the best plan in the world. If you don't follow through on that plan, we're not going to see a result, right? So follow through on the plan is the last thing that I will leave you with. Follow through on the plan. It's just as important as the good plan itself, maybe even a little bit more, but what is that going to require from you? It's not going to require just all of a sudden being more disciplined. It's not going to require having motivation every single day because that's not realistic. It requires some level of accountability. The reality is that we are social creatures. Even if you consider yourself more of an introvert, like myself, I consider myself someone that really likes their alone time. Even if you consider yourself someone like that, we are social creatures at the end of the day, this is how we have evolved. And we sometimes we'll show up more for other people. We'll do more for others than we will do only for ourselves. And, um, it's just, it's just kind of our nature, right? We survive in, in tribes. We have our people and, um, we can go farther, faster together than we can ever go alone. So when it comes to accountability, I want to leave you with a couple of tips that you can utilize. So number one, you can tell somebody close to you like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I would really love your support. You know, when I'm meal prepping on Sundays, um, you know, you can join me if you want, or just like, please know that this is something it feels very important to have your support on, um, or, or don't eat my food when it's in the fridge. Right. Um, so just telling someone close to you, maybe that you live with, uh, that you're, you're on this journey. Um, another thing that you can do is get somebody on board with you, like a friend or you know, somebody like this, where you say like, Hey, do you want to go to the gym with me? Or, Hey, would you like to have a con- have an hour long conversation with me once a week when we're meal prepping or whatever? Do you want to come over to my house and watch like selling sunset while we bake chicken? You know, you know what I'm saying? Get somebody to do it with you. A third option is to hire a coach. This obviously is going to be a giant recommendation of mine because when you hire someone that has been there, 
they, and they're currently living that life, they are so much more likely to be able to hold you accountable when it gets tough. Friends or partners will tend to be like, oh yeah, you know what? It sounds good to like order pizza in tonight. Or you know what? Like, instead of going for our walk, let's just sit here and watch television. It's going to be a lot easier for people in your life to cave like that. And having someone external that has only your best interests in terms of not making you comfortable, but helping you to get outside of the, your comfort zone, um, that can be very helpful. And lastly is you can make a sort of public, um, commitment. So you can post on your social media, like, Hey guys, I am doing this. And I just want some accountability to hit my water goal for the next five days or whatever, or I'm going to be posting every day that I go for my walk, you know, small things like this, some sort of accountability is important. So I hope that those ideas have been helpful for you. And now, you know, the three pillars to being able to get the results, see the result through long-term and you know more about your body than most people. So that is freaking awesome. All right, beautiful people. So that concludes our episode for today. I'm excited to dive in deeper to each of those pillars further so we can talk about the nuts, the, the, nuts, the nuts and bolts and the nitty gritty of each one. But for now, it's a good overview. If this podcast has been helpful for you, please subscribe. That helps the show massively um, and helps to show your support, the, your support to the show. So We'd so appreciate you if you do that. And um, lastly, I just wanted to offer something. So every other Thursday, I actually do a live training in um, on Facebook. And if you enjoy the podcast, it's really similar to that. You can listen in or you can watch, but I'll usually have a presentation for you um, that we'll go into that will help you along um, your fitness journey. So if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and uh, check the show notes and you can click on the Facebook link pop into the group and that's where we'll host it on Thursday. Awesome people. Until I see you next time, have a beautiful rest of your day.